Love Lives Here. Hi, I'm Holly Steele. And I'm Mary Stedman. We are the creators of Steele and Stedman Service Solutions. And together have a combined 70 year history as service professionals. Our belief is that talking about love should not simply be relegated to the domain of music and art. We agree with the late, great Tina Turner when she sings, what's love got to do with it? Well, everything. In this Service Love podcast, you will experience conversations with hospitality professionals, including world-class concierge, entrepreneurs, business owners, and corporate executives around the world on how they express service love. Thank you for joining us in leading a service love movement. There is no doubt what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. Welcome to season one and episode one of Service Love. Our first guest on Service Love grew up in Sweden. Her father worked as a concierge and bellman in hotels. That is now she's how she got the taste for hospitality world. Um, and she also used to work her summers at this hotel. At the age of 18, she moved to Israel to work at Kibbutz for a year. She then moved to Germany to attend hotel school and met her American husband. Four years later, in 1991, she moved to New York City and started working at the iconic, the St. Regis Hotel, as Maitre de Taj. And in 1993, the chef concierge told her he thought she should be a concierge. So soon after that, she moved into the concierge desk and she never looked back. Soon from concierge, she became assistant chef concierge and in 2004, chef concierge. Her career lasted 30 years at the St. Regis Hotel. And after the pandemic and 14 months being on furlough, she joined the Mark Hotel as chef concierge. This is a hotel that had always fascinated her and she is loving it and has not looked back. Over her career, she's been in many publications and was featured in Richard E. Grant's Hotel Secret, which aired on Channel 4 here in the UK. She also became a Likely Door member in 2000, where she's been an active member and also on the US board. She has been voted Hotelier of the Year by the New York Hotel Association, which is a huge honor, and Concierge of the Year, by Wear Magazine and the New York Concierge Association. Not only is she a world-class concierge, she's a mother to two wonderful children, not so much children anymore. Eric is 27 and Lydia is 24. And she has two amazing dogs, Charlie and Leela Gubin. She loves to travel, dine and walk in nature. Please allow me to introduce the inspirational, loving power force and our dear friend, Maria Wittborp. Welcome, Maria. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Holly. I'm so honored to be with you. Uh, this is going to be so much fun. We're very excited to have you as our first guest. And we both thought about who do we really want to kick off service love? And we both went, Maria, she's perfect. Because <laughs> it's all about the love. And you exude yep. it. And you're a professional. And you've stayed in this career for decades. And so our First question to you is when you think about the idea of love, 
at work. What is your definition of what that means? Well, I think my definition of love in general, not just at work, is that love is all around us. It's, it's something that we, it's, it's a vibration, it's an energy that we have within us and that we exude and that we sort of, and, and we connect with others through this energy. Uh, so that for me is love. And that's why I love working in a service industry where I connect with humans every day, every minute, and I'm allowed to exchange that feeling of, of energy and love between us. It's that light. That's so beautiful. So that's how I look at love. It's just the connection between two humans. Well, that's so great. So then I guess if we just ask you, like, why do you think it's important to bring your love, share your love, think about love at work? Why do you think the idea of love at work is an important concept? Well, Holly, I think the reason why love at work is so important because humans, we are very sort of primitive still. Like we are still, our, our, our basic emotions is to be seen, to be heard, to be felt, and to be loved. And I think working in this industry and being able to see someone, to connect with someone, to hear someone, to feel someone, is why love is so important. And I'm not talking just our guests. I'm talking also about our, our coworkers, you know, our family. But if you can spread that feeling and if you can get that feeling, you know, you make somebody's day. You, make, you create an emotion that they will leave your hotel and they will say, wow, yeah, it was a great stay. The bed was wonderful. The food was great, but wow, the way that those concierges or that, or that, that bellman or that front desk clerk made me feel, I will never forget it. And that's love. love Thank you. That's great. And when yeah. did you know, Maria, you loved what you do? When did you know that being a concierge was love for you? It's actually quite simple. Um, I've always been a giver. You know, I've always loved to give. And usually when I, actually funny enough, when I do my interview with a new concierge to see if it's a potential, you know, fit, I always say, so do you love to give gifts at Christmas, Hanukkah, you know, uh, Kwanzaa, or do you love to, to receive them? And, and I know it's kind of a simple question, but I love when people say, oh my God, I love to give gifts. I love to see how they react when I do something very personal and that joy that that, that spreads in that human. And I think, I've always been that way. And for me, my biggest joy that makes my soul glitter is when I can create in a moment with someone, a connection with someone. So being in hotels, and also I think it's in my DNA because my mom and dad met uh, at a hotel. I was probably conceived at a hotel, you know, TMI. And, um, you know, so I've always been around hoteliers my whole life. So I think that is just uh, and a genetic, uh, I wouldn't call it flaw. I think it's a superpower, you know, that have two parents who are in the business. So I just love, um, and I always think that, you know, you find yourself in service of others, you know, when you, when you service others, you find yourself. So um, I'm at my happiest when I can make somebody else happy. And that's when I knew that concierge was the perfect profession. Well, that's great. I yeah. love that. I really, I really love it. It makes my soul glitter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great thing to it think sparkles. about. Uh-huh. Yeah. And people can see it. People see it. They're like, oh my God, you look so happy. You know, and it's, it's when I have those connections, it's, a, it's almost, what it is spiritual. It's a spiritual experience because it's so powerful. And it's interesting too, because you meet somebody and we're not talking about tells now this, in this concept is that you meet someone and you have this crazy connection and you think, wow. And you realize, oh my goodness, our vibrations are the same. We're vibrating on the same level and we're just connecting. And, and it could be a man, a woman, a child, an old young doesn't matter who it is it's just a human and it's 
it's so much fun. And with your coworkers as well. I love that. So like if you, when you think about it, like um, how do you express it? How do you personally express when you called it your superpower or that you inherited a superpower because you came from this? Um, how do you personally express the love at work? It's a great question too. And, and actually I asked a friend about that. I said, you know, cause I knew that, you know, I think you probably asked me that. And so I said, how do I express love? And she said, well, Maria, what you do is that you listen, you repeat, and you paraphrase. And I said, huh? And I, I, I was like, what do you mean? And then I understood what she meant. And it's, I guess what I do is that, that superpower that I, not superpower, but that feeling that I have, which is love, is that I genuinely listen to you because I'm curious about humans. I genuinely want to know about you. But I also will let me paraphrase and repeat what you just said because I really want to know and make you feel that I heard you. And I don't do that consciously. It's all an unconscious thing. And I think when you do that, when somebody hears their own word spoken back to them, it, it's really, really powerful. And they feel the love then. So I think that's how I connect with guests. And then look them in the eye and smile. And then hug them if you can. Now since this past. That's yeah, great. I think it's the, it's the communication. I love that. Yeah. Listening, yeah. right? And listening is yeah. a powerful yeah. tool. Mm-hmm. And I love mm-hmm. how you say paraphrase, right? The paraphrasing. Because yeah. Yeah. maybe you heard something that wasn't what they tried to express, right? Some people right. will say right. one thing, but they actually mean another thing, yeah. right? Because yeah. we're all so different. So it's yeah. being able to really understand who you're servicing and knowing what they really want, which I think that's very powerful. Yeah. But I think love is also, Mary, I think when you speak to someone, I think something they, like you just said, they might say something, but that means something else. And I think having done this now for, you know, over 30 years, it's almost like you become, you, you can see that you see their words, but you feel what they're saying. So you can actually, even when they say something, you can go somewhere else. And then they go, wow, how did you know I wanted that? And that's just from experience and from, from really connecting and, and tuning in with their true emotion. And that's another word for love. Emotion. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. And right now, obviously, as you stated, we can't necessarily hug, you know, and that's something well. I've struggled with. <laughs> I know you, you can, but I'm saying there has been a stage yeah. in the last few years. Yeah, right. Been, exactly. And we're an exactly. industry where we like to touch and, and feel, yeah. and I know personally, yeah. oh my God. It's, been, it's been difficult for me because I've yeah. always dove in and gone, oh, are we, are you okay with this? Right. Where I think before we kind of did it. So how do you find, what is the difficulty with serving with love in our new kind of way of life right now? Post-pandemic. Well, that's a, that's a great question because the world does feel a bit darker right now because of everything that's going on. You know, I'm mean, just looking at my, this country of America and, and anywhere in the world, you know, this division that's happening, you know, the war in Ukraine, there's shootings. There's so many dark things that are happening at the moment that I think more than ever are we in need of, of love. And or other are we kind of who kind of had that bit of a awakening or enlightenment when it comes to spreading love to others and knowing, and I got that from my mother and my grandma, that they did the same thing. And I've always remembered my, my mother worked for two big companies, Saab and Atlas, Atlas Copco, which only men. And every time I meet someone and they hear that, oh my God, you're, you're going to last daughter. They go, she was sunshine. She was sunshine. Like she walked into a room and, and, and changed the whole, you know, and she would hug everyone. And, and I think, now more than ever, we need, we need just sunshine and we need to just bring that because it's a good feeling. It makes people happy. So uh, that's, uh, that's a challenge right now is to really, truly consciously focus on that. And, and, and also there's so many 
people right now that have mental, you know, issues and it's, it's very hard, you know, especially the youth. Um, and my, my kids are in that age and I love connecting with them and their friends and you know, I'm 55. So I have just, you know, I've matured now into who I am and, and I, I'm grounded. So it's nice to have that place in world where you can try to ground others, especially the youth, anybody, not just them, you know, because it is, it is a bit of a darker time right now. Especially and have you found it challenging? Yeah, with the guests as well. Like, have you found a change with communicating with the guests, with sharing the love? No, 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 no. And I would say that because I've always been the same. Like, what you see is what you get with me. So that will never change. It doesn't matter if I'm in Alaska or Singapore or in 2010, 2022, you know, it's, it's always going to be the same. So we need more Maria's. <laughs> uh, we just need more mom, you know, Mary's and Holly's and <laughs> many people that we know that are the light spreaders. So with the okay, so that's interesting that being a light spreader. I mean, it doesn't really have to do at all with hugging the guest. I mean, every once in a while no, you know absolutely not, that. Yeah. But the idea of um being the sunshine and being that so many people complain about the entitled uh, customer now since COVID and uh, uh, just and that people are more demanding and ruder and things like that. And in Mary's question just now, I'm wondering if, if that's what you're talking about. Like you don't, this isn't a big, a bigger challenge for you right now. Oh God, because- no, it's quite the opposite. Actually. Yeah. I actually love the guests. It's quite the opposite. I actually love the guests who are coming, who you know they've had a tough day, you know they're distraught about something. That's when I just, that's when I put on that sort of my tool belt of just love. And I just like, okay, let's focus now on what this person needs and let's just make them feel. And I, I've changed in, like, I remember, forget it was, well, it was Friday, Sunday, Friday, there was his mother came out with two kids and you could tell she was stressed and she, she was, you know, just didn't want to deal. And her daughter was crying and I took out this little, stickers that we have at the mark and I just went out and I started talking to the daughter and the daughter was happy and then I was saying to the mother oh I know I have two of those running around too of course it was you know 25 years ago but you know like you could see how she just stopped and she's like what she's talking to me and she's making my daughter happy and she's kind of funny and she's a bit goofy and what is this stand-up comedian in the lobby you know like she didn't know what to think but I could just see how she walked away from there I could see how she was bouncing out of the door you know from like just you know coming so I think that's where I love it. I love when I see a, a, a guest. That's kind of made the wrong thing. I love when I see guests not happy. It's quite the opposite. But I love to be able to have the opportunity to change their day. I just want to comment on something that you just said. And um, I think Mary and I will take off on this too, that when you see these people who are like entitled or needy and all of that, you put on your love cloak and yeah. your love tool belt. Can you yeah. talk a little bit more about what that might be for you to do that? Oh, that would really I, love, my, I have a pretty heavy t- t- tool belt. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very sparkly. It's pink. It has a little, little, you know, little diamonds on it. Little, you know, Swarovski crystals everywhere. Um, no, just kidding. But it's, it's, um, it's basically it's, I can say it. It's like having done it for so long, you know what works and what doesn't work. And I'm not saying that from a from a kind of a not sincere way. It's it's actually sincerely you really know it. And genuinely, you you figured out how to connect and you can tell when someone needs something. I don't know, it's it's like an I call it a human radar, you know, it's just something you either have or you don't. I mean, I know I'm a very sensitive person. I can I feel energies very, very strongly. So 
for me, it's about connecting with that energy and seeing how I can maneuver it to another side. And it could be just looking them in the eye a bit longer, smiling, like really showing empathy for what they're feeling and, and maybe being a little bit funny. Like humor always works. Like saying something quirky. Like I always call it, well, I used to call it shock and awe. Now I call it surprise and delight because it kind of sounds nicer, you know? <laughs> you, you, you surprise them with something. And that's, that's um, and it doesn't always work. Of course not. But I would say probably 80% of the time it works. You can bring somebody who might be a little entitled to, to a place where they feel human. <laughs> That's so, so great. So, yeah. so given all that and that you work so hard with all that, what do you do to love yourself? How do you express? Well, I wouldn't say work hard. That's another thing. I don't work hard on it. It's not hard. Quite the opposite. It's easy. It's easier to be that way than not to be that way. If I, if I, when, so when I have a bad day and I, and I don't feel love for myself or for anybody, I hate it because I'm like, I'm not myself today. So then I have to take the tool belt and say, how can I switch? How can I shift what's going on right now to be the Maria I know I want to be. So, and that comes down with self-love, you know, with self-love to yourself. And, and how do you, how do you do that? Like how do, what, what are some of the, what do I do? Yeah. And what do you do to show the love to yourself? Very, very important question, because I think at this age, you know, I am now you realize that if you don't have self-love and self-care, you have nothing. So the way I do it is I kind of, visualize a lot of things and I have this visualization of a line and it's, it's called self-worth and the line is I see it I feel it I can feel it all the time when I'm going below the level of my own self-worth when I feel myself tumbling down and I say okay Maria what is this is it mental is it physical is it spiritual what are you going what's going on right now and I kind of sit down and I meditate on that and then I realize oh no it's because you've been you know eating way too much carbs so you've been having you know four glasses of wine a night for a while or it could be anything or you you're not getting along with someone at work you're just having a really kind of a Ugh. and that's when I again use my tool belt to try to shift that and see how I how can I go back into uh how can I get back onto that you know the level of my own self-worth and and to do the things I need to do to get back there that's great you you had mentioned one other thing one time another time when you and I talked and you used the expression um your love muscle and I wonder oh, if yes, you yes. Well, it's love, it's love, love and trauma muscles, both. So my love muscle is I want to have this tattoo that I want to do on my, on my not heel, but on my foot. So I can say it's called walk in love. Because I feel like if you walk in love all the time, nothing can happen to you. That's the foundation of everything. And the love and trauma muscle is that you, it's something that you have to actually work on. It's like spirituality. You know, if you don't work that muscle, it's going to get really weak and you're going to feel lost. So it's something that it's a consistent, I call it a happy habit. It's a consistent practice that you have to do. And um, it's very important to you with a trauma muscle because there's things that happen to you that's really hard and where you don't feel love for yourself or others. And I always then try to joke to myself, well, my trauma muscle is a bit stronger now. You know, I can take on the next whatever it is that happens. And the same thing with love. You know, if it's stronger, I feel like, and I have this little bracelet on all the time and it's a little hard on it. And I, it, I kind of believe that if it's pointing, and it points by itself. I don't, I don't even tell it where she points, but I see when it points towards me, I know, okay, I need to show myself more love. And then some days it just points out to the world. And I say, okay, I have to show the world more love today. They need more love. So it's, it's kind of my little, we call it my little guide. <laughs> oh, I, love, I love that. Yeah. 
and I do a prayer every morning too when I before I like right when I wake up I just you know and it's Melody Williamson our dear friend taught me this and she has always done it and it's just saying there is a light that surrounds me you kind of kind of do this kind of thing where you feel a light around you and so it's the light of love and it's giving and giving and giving and you feel this spark actually right now I'm getting all like goosebumpy because I can feel the sparkle of love just surrounding me right now and when you have that, then you meet somebody who might be a challenge to you that day. It could be any, anybody. You know that you're just radiating love and their kind of, you know, anger or, you know, narcissistic behavior is not going to penetrate you. You're just going to send them just love arrows right at them. And, and, and people who are like that, they hate that because then, you know, ah, she can't be a victim. What the heck, you know? So, yeah, that's one thing I do. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I'm picturing Glinda, the witch of the north, you know, she comes down. <laughs> I love it. And I, I was going to ask, because meditation, I recently got into meditation and mm-hmm. love it and do it every day now because mm-hmm. it's been a game changer for me from a yeah. mindset where yeah. things haven't bothered me. So you did say your prayer every morning. Is there anything else mm-hmm. you do sort of every day? Oh, God, to- yeah. I have a whole, I'm like that classic. I mean, I can show you the list of the list. It. Share it, share it with yeah. us. This is amazing. Okay. Right, Love this. <laughs> <laughs> I call it my happy habits. And I'm actually thinking about happy habits. I'm, yeah, it's my happy habits. And and um <laughs> And it's like, I love, I love coffee. I'm a coffee fanatic. So like the first thing I think of when I wake up is like my hazelnut coffee and I can't wait to make it. So I was thinking about doing like a little tattoo with like a little coffee cup and then it's right, either HH or happy habits on it. Cause it's like, that's the most important thing for me. So I have, yeah, I have a whole, actually I have a list exactly by the time, like what I do. I say like oh, 5.30 AM wake up, you know, and I put an hour and 50 minutes I have, I have to do make coffee, walk the Lagoon and Charles prepare food, prepare clothes, make bed, tidy up, morning journal, meditate, right? That's all that, that's, that's done, that's done by, and then by 7 a.m. I do something called The Class, which has been a game changer for me. It's, uh, it's something you do online called The Class by Taryn Toomey. It's amazing. And they have a 45-minute uh, Zoom um, live stream at 7 a.m. So I do that from 7 a.m. to 7.50. And then I shower, I get ready. I do another quick walk with the dogs. Um, I walk to work at 8.40, which takes me 23 minutes. You know, I'm a Capricorn. Um, so then I'm at, at work at 9.05 and 9.15 starts our morning meeting. And these are, if I do this every morning, bam, it's a good life. It's a good life. Oh, would you send us that, Maria? We'd like to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. fantastic. And it becomes like second nature when you do it all the time. And you don't even think about it. Like you can't live without doing the class, which is really good for you. And, you know, you prepare your food. So you have healthy food with you, healthy snacks. You don't do stupid decisions, you know, at four o'clock. So, yeah. And then you can cuddle with your dogs. That's good too. That's always good. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Being I, know. A dog I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> And where, where do you think there needs to be more love and compassion? Because you obviously have a lot of love and compassion, but where do you feel there needs to be more of it? You know, it's a very general. You can take it anywhere you no, want. No, no, I, I thought of that. And, I, and it's really kind of, I think of that often because right now, 2022, there's so many people who are not happy. And I was always been interested in saying, what, what is the shift? Like, was it that when I was a child growing up, I was born 1967. So like my childhood was from 1970 to 76 when I was a child, right? We didn't have, of course, we were outside in the forest making village, like little, you know, villages in, in, in Sweden. 
um, we were playing all the time. And now I see, especially the youth and, and adults after the pandemic being inside, there's, there's and of course, with the influence of, of the internet and trying to prepare, uh, compare yourself to, to these different accounts on, on, on Instagram, it's hard there's so many people right now that have they're not happy and i'm you know i think collectively sort of the the you know the, the ones that are the joy makers in life they can have to really step up and, and and do that and when i went to a friend's 60th birthday party uh two days ago there was a bunch of joy makers there you know there are all these concierge who love to make other people happy we were just filling up each other's emotional and love bank accounts. Like we were just doing deposit, deposit to each other. Cause we know when we go out to the world, there's going to be a lot of withdrawals. So um, I think that's, that's the answer to the question. You know, we need more people who can give other people a lot of deposits, love deposits. Love deposits. Love that too. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, I, I know I speak in bumper stickers and weird sayings and, and sound effects. You know, it's, it's so great, Maria. This, you know, another time when you when when you and I talked, you said um, you just made a, like a small comment about um, you were having a challenge with one of your teammates. So I think you know when we talk about service uh, love, a lot of it yeah. has to yeah. do with customers, but it has to do with um, everyone you work with too. So can yeah, you so not, yeah. talk a little bit about that? Because I think that that you know, with so many decades of experience, you're very good at that as well. It's a great question because I think having done this and being a concierge for so long and working with teams and leading teams, there's always going to be somebody in my team once in a while, bum, 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 that happens, you know, and, and that you, you're just not going to, there's just, it just, there's this, oof, there's something going on. You're just like, oh my God, like, and, and your tool belt is running out of hammers to try to figure out, you know, which one to use next, you know, when it comes to try to change that. So I realized that. And that's actually going through my divorce with my ex-husband, not to be a bit more sort of personal here, but, you know, we had kind of struggled in the end. And I realized I couldn't change him. I had to change myself. And I couldn't make that person's story about what I was doing, my story about myself. That was their own story about themselves that they were trying to then project onto me. And I think it's not always easy to do it because certain people can just affect you uh, through your career. But when you start looking at them for who they are and their own story and not make that your story, you are able to shift and able to act differently because then you're not reacting, then you're just observing. And that's how they are not being fed or whatever it is that they need, you know, need out of the connection you have. So you are actually changing the whole dynamic. And it's not easy. It takes a lot of patience. And it's like, sometimes you just think, why are you renting so much space in my brain? You know? <laughs> Uh, um, you're being evicted. Uh, but when you do that, it's, it's, uh, it's actually, it's, it works. Not easy. I'm not saying that's easy, but it works. That's fantastic. Wow. You're filled with wisdom, Maria. This is so filled with wisdom. No, it really is. We're, I mean, I've just taken so Patience. many notes and it's exquisite. So if, if you think about, you know, you said you that you're grounded now and you're and you're mature and you're you know you're not yeah. a kid and you but if, if there's one thing that you um love that you believe that your future self must have if you think about oh wow um future, future self i think i'm ready for a partner i think that's what i want to do i think i'm ready to find someone i think i have so much love to give and i think you know i'm like oh, i'm ready to share this love with someone and i think i haven't been there until now 
Uh, I went to Sweden for the first time in three years. Hadn't seen my mom and dad for three years. That was an epic hug at Landvetter Airport. And um, I, uh, my mom looked at me and she says, you changed. Like, there is something. Because usually when I would come home, I'd be like this. Ah! Like, for two weeks, I'd just be going crazy because I'd still be in New York mode. And she said, you're not the same person. You land, you're like, you're so much more calm and grounded. And I said, yeah, it's cool getting old, mom. <laughs> but it also <laughs> calls, <laughs> it's also called just finding yourself. So, so I think my future self, yeah, partner, just finding, you know, just continuing this journey of, of self-love towards myself and others. And a special one too, it would be nice. Awesome. Fantastic. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's so I've learned so much as well. I'm just overwhelmed with all these gems. <laughs> to be quite honest. I speak, I tell you I speak it, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. It's been it's that. been beautiful, Marie. Oh my gosh, it's gone so Thank quickly you. too. I'm just I could be here for the rest of the evening. I could stay up all night with Maria and Holly and, and, and I love it. Except with the two yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. We all need to get together in New York. That's yeah. It, yeah. That's but I'll tell you a funny story. So yesterday I met um, two of my colleagues from the Four Seasons. They, they now, they used to be the concierge, and the, sorry, the assistant chef concierge and the chef concierge. We hadn't seen each other forever. And it was an opening at a friends and family dinner at a, at a restaurant. And, uh, you know, it's so lovely to see their love for each other. You know, that I would talk about love. And I don't know, but they were just talking about examples. So she used to be a Pan Am stewardess back in the 70s. And um, one of her other colleagues had found on eBay for some reason a Pan Am first class knife that they used in first class right and it was very special with a, like a ball on whatever and then another colleague of hers for some reason decided that she's going to use that to cut a donut didn't realize how important it was to the chef concierge and then just brought it down to the you know to the cafeteria it was gone so of course she's like how do you explain to your colleague without being really mad at them it's like this is emotional value to me so the, the gentleman the assistant chef concierge he actually went on ebay and bought three of them and put them on her on her table so when she came in, she had three of them. And I said, I said, it's funny, I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow about love. And that is love. I said, what you just did there is like love. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. So, you know, love can be everywhere. Love is all around us. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Hmm. Well, we've come to the end of our, our questions. So we're going to do a rapid fire round. If you're ready right. for that. <laughs> Born ready, girl. So the first question is cocktails or champagne? What's your favorite? Oh, champagne. I'm a, I'm a bubbly girl. <laughs> champagne campaign. M- morning, afternoon, evening, <laughs> midnight. Yes. <laughs> Chanel or Dior? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I think Chanel. I think Chanel, I think the classic look is more me. I mean, I love Dior too, but and we used to have a Christian Dior suite at the San Reeves, which I loved. So that's actually a hard one. Yeah, this is why this is kind of why yeah. this one was that way, you know, because it's a yeah, Dior like suite. It. This is <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. Boy. But I love the Chanel suits. I I I do. I do. Excellent. A mountain holiday or a beach holiday? Oh, mountain. I'm not a beach girl. I love the sea, don't get me wrong, but I'm not a beach person. Mountains, you can just put me there and I'll stay there forever. <laughs> Come visit <laughs> me. Oh, yes, I will. Yes, Asheville, I love it. Classical music or jazz? Mm. Wow. Um, I'm going to be honest to tell you right now, it depends on mood I'm in. So I'm, 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 I, am, I listen to a lot, a lot, a lot of music. 
And if you look at a playlist, you're going to go like, wow, this girl is like from EDM to jazz to classical to, you know, reggae to pop, everything. So for me, this is how I'm, what mood I'm in. Oops. This thing keeps falling out. Uh, what mood I'm in at that moment is going to, um, yeah. So I, but I would say probably more classical because that's what I grew up with, with my parents. And who is your inspiration and why? Oh, it's my mother and my grandmother, for sure. I mean, those women have taught me more, made me who I am. My grandmother, my, my grandfather passed away when I was seven. So I spent eight weeks every summer at my grandmother's and she had this mega bed, like I could fit 10 people. And I would sleep on one side and she would sleep on the other and we would fall asleep um, holding hands because she loved doing that because she loved me so much and I loved her so much. And she would always say there's a cause and effect to everything and she had this huge library downstairs and if I didn't know something she goes let's go down and look in a dictionary to see what it's about you know it's before Wikipedia and we would look it up and she would talk about it and 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 she was love she was love for flowers she would always stop look at the flower look at you know she she made me look at the smallest things I mean it drives people crazy because I always see everything but you know I, I was brought up that way so she influenced me my mother's the same way now and she's just she's everything to me I hope to be that to my daughter. I hope to be that person to my daughter and to my son. Beautiful. Beautiful. So one last question, Maria. So we have one last question for you. Because, okay. Because this podcast is, uh, is called Service Love. So in what ways are you going to continue to serve with love? Um, you know, simply just continue doing what I'm doing. Um, just to continue feeling, seeing, hearing, touching, loving other human beings. Um, and I think that's, for me, the way to continue servicing with love every day. And to, for me to feel that sparkle when, I, when, it, when a connection happens, for them to feel the sparkle um, is very important to me. And to make them kind of skip out of the hotel and not just like walk like, you know, a soldier. <laughs> Because they feel happy that they had the connection. And so, yeah. So, so sparkle after sparkle makes glitter. So yes, yes, yeah, yes. So. And glitter is, is Glinda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for being our first guest and for thank being you. the epitome Honor. of service love and for teaching us so much. Uh, <laughs> your glitter soul to ours we we really well, so do you thank you yeah and thank we're you. all glittering together here i can feel it it's just it's such a powerful emotion right now and i spoke to my friend jill who has been a nurse for 40 years and she said to her i said to her you know what happens because she has a lot of, of terminal ill patients and and she said you know maria the last thing they want the last thing they say is i just wanted to be loved that's it i just wanted to be loved yeah, we can each do our part. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Mary. Thank it's you been a pleasure and an honor. <laughs> it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks. Keep littering. <laughs> Love and light. <laughs> Love and light. Exactly. A big thank you to all of you for listening to the end today, and especially to our special guest Maria for sharing her time tips and wisdom on how she fills her cup up with love in order to serve love to others. Have you ever wondered how to serve with more love? Well, up next in episode two of Service Love, you'll be hearing from Tom Wolf, 
the head concierge of the Fairmont San Francisco Hotel. You do not want to miss his stories of how he serves with love and also how especially Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother of England, inspired him to serve with more love early on in his concierge career. We would love to hear from you on how you are serving love and also any takeaways you had today. Please drop us a line and join our Service Love Challenge by visiting our website at www.steelandsteadmanservicesolutions.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at service underscore love and LinkedIn at Steel and Steadman Service Solutions. My name is Mary Steadman. This has been the Service Love Podcast. Holly and I look forward to you joining us on the next episode.